Welcome back to Bullshit Corner, where we bring you the bullshit. Today, we're going to start doing something a little bit different, and we're going to make sure every episode is focusing on reviewing something or recapping something. So, for today, we are going to be doing a spoil-filled... I can't talk today, guys. I apologize. We're going to spoil the crap out of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. As always, I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. <laughs> so, guys, as I said, we're going to spoil this for you. Um, and mostly that's because we think we've given you enough time to go out and see the movie. Um, if you haven't yet, go watch it, come back and listen to this. Um, so, I guess just to start things off, uh, we'll go over, I guess, the main part of the movie or the major plot, which is Peter Quill and Ego, played by um, Chris Pratt and Kurt Russell. Or yes. as Matt likes to call him, Snake Plissken. Yes. <laughs> if you have not seen him, go back and watch the 1980s and early 90s movies with Kurt Russell of Escape from Los Angeles and New York. <laughs> which they might actually he's, be rebooting. He's he's much better in the Fast and Furious franchise as Mr. Nobody. Oh, I forgot he was in the Fast and the Furious franchise. But his hair looks so much better in Escape from Los Angeles. <laughs> Anyway, guys, so what did y'all think about this dynamic? Um, so a quick breakdown. Um, Ego, Kurt Russell, is Peter Quill's dad. Um, he is essentially a godlike being who was born into existence and then made his own planet and then went around procreating with everything. And I say everything because a lot of these species weren't humanoids. So I'm just going to put thing there as a substitute. Um, and... Everything comes around, lo and behold, he's a bad guy, and Peter Quill has to fight him. Um, I mean, it's pretty much, the one thing I didn't like about it was it wasn't terribly interesting. It was really predictable for me, because it tends to be... Yeah, was anybody actually surprised he was going to be the bad guy? Did anybody actually think he was going to be a good guy and just Peter's dad? <laughs> I mean, I well, was They didn't introduce anybody else to fill that role, so you kind of, like, knew. Uh was the fact that they were able to bring Ego into an actual character, I think, is crazy for me. Because the dude's like, in the comics, he's like, le- he's a legitimate just planet. Yeah. He's just a big-ass planet. And then they were they brought him into a character, I think, pretty well, at least, like, for how crazy it is to think that a Marvel character is an actual planet. And I think they did, I think they did it really well, too, especially when uh, Peter's, like, fighting him and blowing him to bits and he's, like, reconstructing himself. I think that oh yeah, the was, movie itself was yeah, super pretty. No, the movie was re- the movie was pretty beginning to end, and that um, actually got me more hyped for uh, Ragnarok, um, yeah. just because very, of how it looked. But uh, I mean, I actually think this was probably the worst arc, which doesn't speak for the movie because I actually really really loved the movie, um, but I just didn't think this was the most interesting thing that was going on at the time. Um, yeah, uh, so, it definitely, I don't think it was the most interesting just because it was most predictable. But what is up with, I, I don't know, I saw this movie on Mother's Day, so maybe like it was just like my Mother's Day, you know, mind going. But what is up with comics lately and like mom complexes and people getting upset lately? because moms are dying? Lately? Like just blatant, just you killed my mom, now I'm going to fight you. You killed my mom, so now we're friends. You killed my, or like, we have the, our moms have the same name, so now we're friends. You killed my mom, so I'm just going to shoot you 14,000 times. Have you, have you, uh, it's a problem. Have you seen or read The Flash Paradox? Not in the movies yet. So <laughs> count, yeah. 
But if they do that too in in Justice League, I feel like that whole character's based on mom issues. I think every character is based on mom issues. Like name one that isn't. Cyborg. That's (laughs) dad issues. Yeah, I was like, yeah, they're dad dad issues issues on a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) Not mom issues. I, I mean, like even how that got like. I what get about it. Spider Man. Spider Man wasn't really based on dad issues. It was or, a father was, figure. It was, it was uncle, his, uncle it was, issues. It was his father not mom figure. Issues. Yeah. See, there was mom in that one. So mom. The surrogate fathers don't matter. Is that what you're saying? Well, according to this movie, I'm not we talking find about out. fathers. I'm just talking about straight mothers. Like, yeah. <laughs> in three of the biggest Marvel movie or uh, the biggest comic book movies to come out, like in succession, all of them have had somewhere some part where the mom is, like, the big turning point in the movie. So does that mean Wonder Woman's going to have mother issues as well? Well, she does. She does yeah, have no, mother I don't, she, she does, does but I'm saying, are we, that's where we're going with this movie? <laughs> so, so we don't even have to go see issues. this movie? It's done? Where are the loving moms in the world? What is going on? <laughs> Keep moms alive, and half of the issues in these <laughs> movies would not be going on. Or keep moms alive, and half of the supervillains will not be stopped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's that, too. No, but I, I think actually, like, I liked the mom arc until he had the exact same breakdown that Iron Man has in Civil War. Like, I, I'm no, that gonna, was amazing. Like, no, it was no, a great scene. scene. It was a great scene, but it was the exact same scene from freaking Civil it's, War. <laughs> that's why it's better because it's real. Like, that's a real reaction. I'm gonna kill this guy that I've been beefing with for two movies. And then not fight him because our moms have the same name is not real. That is yeah. not real. No, I, that not is not realistic. It was bad. Fighting the dude <laughs> who killed your mom is realistic. So Adrian, where it would is, you place this good. in relation to Batman versus Superman? Oh, leaps and bounds above. <laughs> not even in the same. Not even the same universe. You got to jump seven hundred times to 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 find it. <laughs> So since we're talking about rating, should we go ahead and just see where this one rates before we get into everything else? Yeah, we might as well. What, what about for you? What, what about, uh, for you, Matt? Are we talking about this year? Or are we talking about overall for the both, I guess, cinematic um, universes? Well, let's do for this year right now, and then we'll come to overall at the end. Let's do that. Oh. Granted, I think this is one of the, the first, first movies Yeah, it's like this, this is only the second one, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So we are kind of early. So I mean, basically, your question is: Is it better than Logan? Pretty much. That's Not a tough one. Um, from a sentimental value, no. But no, I like I like Logan stabbing people in the face too much. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's a close like one though a... compared to the other ones. Because there were a lot of like you know emotional parts in this movie, but th- nothing beats. That seventeen-year-long ride, and yeah. then seeing that all close together—nothing. Uh, this this does not beat that. Yeah, no, but that's for me. I can't. And if you listen to our Logan review, I can't see Logan in relation to other comic book movies. Like it was just too good of a film. But I like Gardens of the Galaxy. If I compare it to itself, I guess. Like I think it was better. I think it is right on the same par with Logan in that it was aware of itself and how it was supposed to treat everything. And what I mean by that is, like, there were some really sentimental parts in Guardians of the Galaxy, 
Like, I was tearing up during Yandi's funeral, but, like, it got to that point, but it wouldn't jump headlong into the complete, like, sobbing, ugly crying that was brought out in Logan, because Guardians of the Galaxy is a feel-good movie, and it's comedic, and it's very lighthearted. So even when it was dealing with the emotional stuff, the fact that it went to that point but never really jumped off the cliff is something that I really liked about it. Um, so I would put them like side by side, not comparing because I think it's impossible for me. Mostly because I just think yeah, Logan's going to win out of everything for every I mean, it was just, book movie. It was just, it was good, but I didn't walk out of that one like I walked out of Logan um, when I thought like, man, that was really, really that good. That was genre defining. If I could turn right back around and go watch this again, I would. Um, I really enjoyed Volume uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I really, really enjoyed it. But in terms of like films that have come out, like s- comic book movies that have come out this year, because we've only had two of them so far, uh, Logan definitely. Yeah, uh, I would say I would is... watch. I I would immediately watch Logan again, but I would also watch Guardians of the Galaxy again. And this is going to segue us into our next topic: Baby Groot is the best character I have ever seen in a movie. And I really love cute things. And the entire time, I just kept, like, hitting Matt's arm. Like, look at it. Look at the baby. Look at the baby. Because, like, the entire opening is, like, five minutes of fighting with Groot dancing around the entire stage. Or the entire, like, where they're fighting at. And I I, I think he is so lovable. And I would rewatch that movie because that five-minute intro is just so good so good no yeah he's easily the cutest character i've ever seen in film yeah like he's legit just adorable yeah i i can't get over it what about you matt yeah i mean i mean i liked him i wasn't like going crazy over it i thought it was funny and cute he was too adorable to kill matt yeah from ruthless Ravagers. Well, what I was trying to say is I was enjoying the rated R type movies that they're going for, like in Logan and even Deadpool of last year, that Baby Groot, as much as I enjoyed it, was didn't do it for me as much as everybody else, I guess. So you don't have a heart. I have a little heart. <laughs> but I can kinda I can kinda see where you're coming from, Matt, because one of my biggest problems with the movie itself is that um and this is just me being super, super critical of like a really great comic book movie. Uh there was just too much, like, quippy humor. Like, when they're doing these big, you know, dramatic moments, I was like, all right, all right, here comes the joke, and then a joke would come. And then they just did that constantly, like, throughout the entire movie. And Baby Groot's kind of like the butt out of a lot of those jokes of it being really serious, and like, oh, here comes Baby Groot. So I can kind of see where you're coming from, like, you know, after seeing serious movies and then them having serious tones in this movie to kind of, like, be like, all right, here's a joke. Like, my biggest... But the biggest one that kind of took me out of the movie was when uh, Baby Groot lets out what's her name? Uh, Nebula. Nebula. Yeah. She lets out Nebula, and then you know it's this big whole thing, and Nebula shoots Yondu, and you're like, oh shit, Nebula just shot Yondu, and then she's like, oh, it wasn't ripe. Like that's like, did you have to make that joke? Was that a joke that was necessary for the film? Like that scene could have been completely fine if it ended before that joke. And I know it's a little bit on top of Groot, but it's just my one of my biggest problems with the movie is that not that it's too funny, the jokes just come in too predictably where I'm like, oh, fuck, well, like, yeah. now I'm out of the movie again. 
Like, I, I can agree with that because a lot of them, like, you knew where they were going to happen, especially when they kept building up. Because they, they said it's not it's not ripe yet, like, three or four times right before that. Yeah. And they do that with a lot of them. And, and as soon as um, she had it in her hand, I was like, God damn it. Here but, we go. like, that being said, I really... And I, I guess just basing it off of the first Guardians, too, like, I went in expecting that. And I went in expecting that it was going to be different than the serious comic book movies that I have gotten before. Because pretty much every comic book movie, if we look before Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, has been pretty serious with the exception of uh, Deadpool. I mean, Civil War was serious. Yeah. I mean, they still do a lot of those jokes. Marvel's been, a lot of their movies just have those well, tail butt in jokes. Well, so. no, I, they, they do them. But I'm saying, like... They know when to do, or at least they've known when to do them in a lot of them. Like there is still some quippy humor in Civil War, but still, like they don't make jokes when they need to. Civil War seemed to be more of a serious type tone, and I really enjoyed Civil War. Probably one, definitely one of my more favorite ones. But some of the other ones definitely had. Wait, didn't then have that uh, serious? I think. I think if the movie wasn't. Yeah. Or you just in, Which one? I think it's... Well, just even in general, a lot of them that didn't have it. Pretty much a lot of the Thor movies really weren't, didn't seem to have. They had a lot of the humorous they went for. Well, but th- that's what I'm saying, though. If you look at this last wave, so, like, last year's comic book movies, I don't think they had as much as that quippy humor. Because, like, Civil War still had it with, um, I was going to call him Hank Pym, but he's not Hank Pym. <laughs> yeah. With uh, Paul Rudd's Ant-Man. There was some quippy humor there. Um, but I think, by and large, a lot of the movies have been going to the dark route. Marvel does it in a different way because DC's like, we're going to use dark tones and make everybody hate each other type Why thing. Why did you say that name? <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, like, I think that everything has been moving that way. Like, I'm not saying that there aren't there isn't comedic relief because there has to be comedic relief in something that's that long. Otherwise, you end up emotionally devastated like in We Logan. watched Doctor yeah. Strange. No, How I, did I he think, defeat I think him my, in Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. I think, my problem, <laughs> I think my problem is that like Nebula isn't the quippy character I want making quippy jokes. You know what I mean? Also true. Like, I know, if I Rocket comes in, If Rocket comes in and makes a quippy joke, I'm like, oh, I mean, that's Rocket. That's what he does. He's a dick. Or if like Groot comes in or if Drax... You know, something goes over Drax heads and he makes a joke about it. That that makes sense. But to have like Nebula do it, okay, or Gamora, have, yeah, no, yeah, and that, have Gamora do it. I'm sorry, yeah, eh. no, I, I can get that. Like, I I think I think to me, seeing it that way makes more sense because now that I'm thinking back to that scene, like Nebula's character would have just dropped it, but you would have yeah. known that it wasn't right yet, ripe yet. Yeah. But by making her reiterate that it wasn't, you're making her play more into that quippy that quippy type. It takes away she's, from like, the supposed to be an angry android. Yeah. Yeah, it takes away from that badass thing that she just did. Because you know, after she does that, she's basically taken over that whole ship, basically. Yeah. You know. And then to have her make that joke, I'm like, all right. No, but do you want to talk I, about I her art? I can see that. Huh? Oh, yeah, no. I, I, so, yeah, that is a great segue into the Gamora slash Nebula arc. Um, as we know from Volume 1, they're sisters. And here we learn a little bit more as to why they don't really love each other. And right off the bat, the first mission is pretty much done just to obtain Nebula to then sell her um, to collect her bounty. Um, This entire time, Gamora is just saying, yeah, I don't care. You can die. I'm not going to give you gun. I don't care if we're surrounded. Like she's there is there is a lot of love lost between them. And it ends up with 
learning why they hate each other so much. And Gamora is much more reactive. Like, I don't like Nebula because Nebula keeps trying to kill me. Nebula is like, our fathers made us fight each other and he replete and he replaced a piece of my body every time you beat me. And never once did you lose and you kept being okay with me having pieces of myself replaced and being in pain. And then it's just kind of like, you know what? I can totally see why Nebula wants to kill her. Um, but then they don't and they have like this nice little reunion type thing and I don't really know how I feel about the arc because I don't think it was as deep as I wanted it to be. It still felt very surface to me for two really badass female characters. Um, I still just kind of felt it was a little meh. Like it wasn't bad, but it was just like, uh, the dialogue wasn't great. I guess is where I'm at with that. Yeah. If they would have like fought to the death and like, then they had like that kind of moment, I think it would have been a little bit better, but like they kind of just like kissed and made up and then Nebula goes along her way and then she goes along her way and you don't feel like anything's really resolved there. I mean, cause I guess technically... they do like this half ass hug at the end of the movie, but I'm just like, does that really resolve any of like the years and years and years of torment that you had from Gamora kicking your ass. Oh, yeah, because there's, like, like that this... half-ass hug is going to help you. Yeah, because there's, like, this really intense thing where Nebula's, like, I just wanted a sister. And then it, like, it that, like, type, it, it doesn't really resolve itself, I guess. Because their whole, like, moment is, I guess, just realizing that they can't kill each other. And then you realize that it's more so just been a game to them, I guess. Like, I didn't, yeah. you know, I saved your life. Now you owe me. Okay, I saved yours back. Like, after yeah. Nebula flies in with a giant ship and, like, chases her into a cave shooting at her. Like, yeah, when she picked up the the gun, though, I was that like, was finally, that was badass. How actually badass Gamora is and how much she would fuck up almost everybody in this crew. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's amazing. It was so good. Yeah, it was, she, she, uh, she hobsed it. She picked up the detached yeah, gun yeah. and just. She definitely hobsed it. That's the, that's a thing now. <laughs> yeah. Put on a t-shirt. <laughs> no, I I actually really love that scene because I think we we kind of get it at first, where Peter's like, "Why are you using a gun? The guns are my yeah. thing." And then she ends up just pulling yeah. out that blade and ripping that freaking monster, or whatever it looked, whatever it was, apart. And you're like, okay, so Gamora is pretty much the one that does a lot of the heavy lifting here. Yeah. While Drax just jumps Matt, into Matt. people's mouths. What, what, do you, what do you think, Matt, about that that sisterhood of the traveling pants? <laughs> I guess it's kind of like you guys said. I didn't really. It kind of just seemed like it was there. It didn't seem like it was a big ordeal. They kind of tried to play it up, but nothing much. Yeah, it was kind of just seemed superficial to me. Especially the end. Like you said with the hug, I didn't really care about the hug. I guess they had a nice moment. She left. There was a few times where I didn't understand why she kept fighting, and it didn't really make sense, obviously, because, like, I could have let you die. And for as much as they hated each other, why didn't they just let, let one of them die? It might have been. Yeah. I well, now that I think back to it, I think what it is is because, like, Nebula ends up pretty much choking out Gamora, and then she's just like, ha, I won. And then it's yeah. like, okay, so that's all it was. You yeah, just so, wanted to win. Yeah, you didn't yeah, really want to Tell was with her? all of them because they blew up the ship. Which I don't. Which was still a weird scene. I thought it was a dream at first, and she was like out, and then because I didn't realize she came from that ship like so much faster, I guess, than a uh, rocket, and then got there. But then, like I said, she thought she was gonna burn to death and die in there. Nope, saved her life. I'll I'll save you. And then I'll choke you out. Nope, I'll I won. I'm done. 
Oh, we're going to yeah. fight again. Nope, I'm just going to let you. I'll save you. Yeah. No, I mean, I think they tried to make them complex characters, which I applaud, but I don't think the execution was well done. Well, I think it's hard to make complex characters when they're literally, aren't they just both born trained assassins? I mean, how complex can, can their can, emotional can states have, really be? You can have complex trained assassins, which is why like, I actually think Gamora's character, like, character was more developed in the first one than this one even though she has her own arc. But Nebula's? Nebula's has just been kind of... I mean, Nebula, you know why she's why she's the way she is. But you don't get much beyond that. And it's just... I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You're telling me they're two highly trained assassins, but now they have a bunch of like emotional complex issues. Like... Well, I think, and this goes back to what Adrian was saying about moms, like, they have daddy issues. It's very clear in the first one that they have daddy issues, too. Like, it, you can still be a trained assassin, assassin but they weren't trained as assassins without parents. Like, Th- Thanos treated them like he, they were her, his children. They were raised as sisters, and they were raised as Thanos' daughters. So it's a familial relationship, even though they are hardened assassins. They still have those types of things. Okay. <laughs> no. I don't buy it, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll let you have it. I mean, I'll agree, disagree. I just don't. I just don't buy it. Your I whole will... life, however old they are, you're just trained to just kill. Next mission, kill. Next mission, kill. I get the whole daddy part, but the whole other complex of everything else, which I guess almost leads into like... the other arc of Peter and Gamora. Like, it's awkward and forced. Yeah, I really don't like them together. (laughs) Which... I I like it. You like it? I don't mind it, but it... I like it. But you can definitely see, like, when she interacts with Peter, how she looks so clueless and lost sometimes of what's going on. But then all of a sudden now... Doesn't that go back to, like... Because at least from what we've seen in the movies, this is, like, not taking into account any of the comic book stuff, but, like... That's all she's been. She's been like a trained assassin. She doesn't know how to show emotion well, and or that's, love. Yeah. That, that's, of course she's going to look awkward. But that's why I liked her in the first one. Because she's learning those emotions. And I, the one thing I will say is there's this big jump kind of like Fast and the Furious of like, we're your crew, we're your family. Like, why are you searching for family somewhere else? Like, Drax, Rocket, me, and Groot were your family. And that, that's the confrontation she ends up having with Peter. Um, and I think, like, I think she learned that really quickly <laughs> compared to everything else. But I guess, too, like, if you're fighting and keeping each other alive, it's kind of easy to understand that you're each other's family. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She's hot. She's hot, <laughs> so I don't know. Who's he going to go with, Drax? <laughs> he doesn't have very many options. Which, by the way, I think Drax And Tony Stark is just... isn't in this one, so... <laughs> she can't I do think Tony Stark Drax's, Drax's description of his wife is, like, my favorite thing in the world. She never danced. Oh, Drax... She wouldn't even tap her foot. <laughs> Drax... Dude, Dave Batista steals this movie from he me. He does. Every he scene does. he's in, I'm just dying, because he's just so... So good. You're beautiful with, with, uh, with, on the inside. With Mantis. Oh, so good. <laughs> You're so yeah, but hideous. Then you, get, then you get the deep emotions when he's talking about his daughter. I was like, damn. Yeah. Well, that's, and it, that's deep. So I actually, actually really like him. 
Boldface showed more emotion than anybody in that entire movie. Well, I liked that scene because, I, like, he showed emotion, but it was still very unemotive until Mantis touched him and you realized how powerful him talking like this is. And so for me, I thought back, I was like, holy shit, he must have been in, like, some real pain when he was talking about his wife to Peter on the ship. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. She didn't even Yeah, dance. I love Drax. Go Batista. <laughs> uh. Um also I really, really love Yondo. Or as Sylvester Stallone would say, Yondu. Which I really hated. I, I just hated... keep wanting to say fondue. <laughs> I hated I every time I Sylvester Stallone came on screen. I didn't know he was gonna be in the movie, so like when I heard his voice, I was like I was tapping Stefani, I was like, Stefani. It's gonna be Rocky. Yeah, it's gonna be Rocky. And then when he saw who he is, I was like, "All right, that's a good way to tie him in because yeah. you can't just throw him in there." But to put him in as like you know, the 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 Reaver Reapers Reavers. No, I'm getting my Ravagers mixed up. Ravagers. 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 Yeah, I'm getting my fandoms all mixed up. Too many R's. Uh, <laughs> but to have him like be you know part like the original Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. from the comic book. Thing. I think it was a good way to time in. Yeah, no, I, I really, really loved that. But I just hated it every time he said the name because I'm like, could you not correct him? Or is it just like, because he says it completely different than everybody else in the movie. He's old enough. He does not care how he uh, says it. Maybe, guess... it's like, maybe it's like the whole like Han hand thing in Star Wars. Maybe. Because uh, Billy D. Williams says Han. Yeah, he does. All the time. Yeah. But he's Billy Dee Williams. They just didn't want to correct him. That's not, I mean, he's just Sylvester Stallone. Maybe they're just like, all oh, right. I mean, just let him go. He, he's excited. He's in a movie. He's like seventy-seven. He probably doesn't even know where he's at. Just put him in the suit. Give him the hat that he always wears. Sure, I look like that when I'm seventy-seven. Holy shit! Big lips and all. Yeah. <laughs> I so I guess back to Yondu. Um, I really liked his arc so much. Just because, like, Peter is, like, completely clueless of this. Like, you threatened to eat me. I was just saying that. And, like, so, for those listening. Oh, uh, here here we go. So, hold on. Hold what? on. All right, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. Okay. <laughs> so, for those Why, listening. Why, he's a shitty father. <laughs> father so, of the year. <laughs> so, for those of you listening, um, Ego comes in. He's kind of pissed that Yondu threatened to eat Peter. Peter says, well, you know, he kept me around because I was small and I fit into things. You know, for thieving. Then it turns out that Yondu actually saved him because Peter is just, was the last in a long line of ego offspring that Yondu had brought over to eventually be killed. And Yondu had formed a bond with Peter and did not give him over. Which ultimately leads to this really, really heart-crushing scene where there is one breathing device and Yandu gives it to Peter to survive and Yandu floats into the void of space and it's super sad and I just see Merle and it makes me so sad and I cried and he has this beautiful Ravager fu- funeral with fireworks and everything and not only that, you also understand that like he is alone because his men realize how much he has a connection to Peter, how he refuses to kill the Guardians, how he refuses to take them in, which is why Nebulous shoots off his mohawk. 
Um, and then on top of that, you have like his own little family thing because the Ravagers end up having to come to terms and accept him back again after this like awesome monologue from Sylvester Stallone just being like, you're dead to me in like bigger terms, but essentially that. Um, I loved it. I was touched by it and uh, it gave me feels, but one. Yeah. He did the exact same thing that Peter did in the first movie. That's exactly what Peter did in the first movie. Like, it's not like this grandiose thing. Like, he literally did that to Gamora in the first movie. But like, Peter didn't die. Not anything but crazy. But Peter didn't die. It wasn't anything crazy. Peter I was die. more impressed Peter, about when he, he was getting covered by, I guess, ego. And he said, I don't control it with my mind. Yeah. That was that was, that that was, was more of the point really nice. that I thought, not the whole I knew the suit thing was going to happen. It was so predictable. But I didn't think they were going to kill him. I thought because we had just seen it with Peter that he wasn't going to die. I knew no. he's dead. No. What made Yandu's art great me. is his interactions with Rocket. That Aww. makes Yandu's art great. Yeah. So much better because this whole movie we see people just being dicks to Rocket. Like even like the last thing before, you know, the finale of the movie is like do you just want to like do you want everyone to think, like, when Peter tells me, like, you want everyone to think you're an asshole and, like, just leaves? Yandu, the only person in this whole movie <laughs> who really saw through what Rocket was going through. And they have that, you know, in, in the ship and they're like, you're just like me. That's powerful. Because you're me, boy. That's, char- <laughs> that's character development. That's Yandu showing that he cares. Joking around that you're going to eat your son is not good parenting. I don't care how much you were kidding. That's messed up. <laughs> That's not how my dad shows me love. I, I don't know. And my I'll dad would it. definitely give me the respirator. <laughs> he would definitely give me the respirator without telling me that he was going to eat me when I was a baby. So, like, that final act has nothing to do with the fact that he was going to eat him. Or even that he said no. psychological damage, bro. Psychological okay, damage. Okay, so for me, when you look at the way these, like, when you look at the way these characters are constructed, the worlds they exist in, there's a certain level of badassery or evil that Yondu is supposed to do on the ship. That's the whole reason he loses his ship and loses his men and all of his supporters end up floating off and getting killed because he can't maintain that harsh exterior for Peter. So even though he did threaten to eat him, did he eat him, Adrian? No, he did not eat him. All he had to do, all he had to do was play catch with him. Oh my God. With a a light orb? That's that all part. he wanted. I That's hated all that Chris part Pratt, so much. All Chris Pratt wanted was to play catch with his dad. And if he was his daddy, how come he didn't play catch with him? Because he was My daddy fucking Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the Andy arc. I just think his interactions with Rocket were so much better than like the five minutes at the end of the movie with Peter because they were basically give me a buddy cop Yondu Rocket movie with Baby Groot tagging along. That's what I, I want. I, I, I'd buy into that. I'd watch that a lot. <laughs> I'd watch that a lot. But that being said, like I thought, I thought the rocket interaction was more Yondu working through Yondu than the like a rocket rocket arc. It's, they're running. No, running they were one in the same. Other. I don't know. The one in the, the same. When he was like, when when Gamora's gonna go off the ship to go do uh, save Peter, and then Rocket shoots him with the electric gun. She's like, I've already lost one friend today. No, that, powerful that, that, that? made me sad. That <laughs> made me really sad. Like, Rocket at the beginning of the movie would not do that. Yeah. Rocket at the end of the movie with arcs and interactions with Yondu 
does that at the end of the movie. Well, no, I think no, I think Rocket in the beginning of the movie would do that. I think the reason Rocket was being so much of an asshole in the beginning of the movie was because he knows that he would do that for his friends, but he also knows that having people close gets him hurt. That's nope, also why before not, Matt, why did he steal batteries from the people that? Why would he steal <laughs> batteries from the people that he know would kill them? <laughs> Because he's still trying to be an asshole to push everybody away. Yes, but that doesn't mean he, he doesn't love batteries. them. You put, he was pushing he away the people he loved batteries. because he was scared of it. But now he really loves them and will do anything for them now because of his, his interactions with who? Yandu. I think he, <laughs> I think he would have done it in the beginning. Peter's gonna be Peter's gonna be the same dude in the next movie, regardless of the Yandu interaction. Because he has all of his friends and he has, you know, Gamora. I totally that too. Yeah, after all no, those I flashbacks, all those flashbacks, the only thing he said after all the flashbacks was like, uh, you shouldn't have killed my mom. And that's what he cared about at the end of the movie. What is what is one of Rocket's last lines? Who's crying at the end of the movie because of the funeral? Rocket. Yeah. No, okay. Heart and soul that. of this of this. Franchise. I don't think he's a heart and soul, but... Heart and soul. But no, I can I can see why they were better. But I well why why they were more intense between him and Rocket. But that's why I actually think that that the Yondu arc with Peter is really strong because Peter doesn't feel the same way. Like Peter's like almost like why the fuck are you doing this Yondu? Why are you putting this on my face? I know I know it's not his fault. But the thing is because Peter doesn't know them because Peter pretty much doesn't reciprocate it. Yondu didn't have to do any of that. That was totally selfless to do that. And I think Yandu is awesome. I also got to meet him. So I have a picture with him. And I'll post it in the show notes. And here, here, the bias comes out. <laughs> yeah, got it. Found he's out just why. A nice, he, he's overall a nice guy. So, yeah. I met some pretty nice guys in my day, too. Don't you Can dare. you tell us about one of them? <laughs> That's for another episode for another time. Anyway... Back to the Can we rest put of that the- one in the show notes. Ah, <laughs> uh, you'll find out. Get ready soon, for listeners. supernatural, guys. You'll find out. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that's pretty much the bulk of the movie. Um, other than the teasers or not teasers, um, the five after credit sequences, the five. Yeah. I don't count those as five. I'm sorry. Okay, let's go Isn't through them. Five separate scenes. <laughs> No, a gold bloom isn't gold bloom is an Easter egg. Let, like, let's count the. Yeah. So you have the first one is Yandu's first mate playing around with Yandu's arrow with his newly equipped mohawk, and the arrow ends up stabbing Drax. <laughs> and that was hilarious. Um, you then have Aisha with Adam Warlock, which is going to really disturb this. This, uh, this budding relationship or finishing relationship with Peter and Gamora because in the comics they're together. Spoiler. Um, uh, <laughs> people don't know that from the comics. That's so like, this This comic in general is like so obscure. It I is. don't care. Read the comic. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it's so obscure. <laughs> It is obscure, I agree, but I Look, also don't feel Matt. bad. Matt, Matt, did you know that Adam Warlock and Gamora get together in the comics? I knew there was a Groot in, Ad- in a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> did you even know that that was Adam Warlock? I know there's a Nova Corps. <laughs> <laughs> See? There, yeah, you're, what you're talking about is so obscure that... Yeah. That nobody will care if it's ruined. There we go. Well, they're rewriting <laughs> everything as they go along anyways. 
So. Oh, you like the Ultron story? No, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> if you ever want to make Matt um, go into a tangent, listeners, at him about Hank Pym and the Ultron story in Age of Ultron. No. Well, <laughs> yes, I will gladly tell you how it was very, very ruined. <laughs> anyway, um, so you also have The Watchers with Stan Lee, which James Gunn was said to... It was done to prove a fan theory that the reason Stanley is in every single one of these movies is because he's actually sent by the Watchers to inform to inform them of what's happening on Earth with everybody. Except he got his timeline wrong because this movie I think is two years before Civil War, and he mentions that he was a FedEx guy, which is during civil war or something like that like the they're in space it doesn't matter time travel if you go far enough through the galaxy you can be two years behind and yet you did not understand the time travel of sailor moon i mean in his defense that was a little crazy really (laughs) a baby fell out of the sky (laughs) she was an elementary schooler um and then i know i'm missing one i think the funny thing about the watchers was how many adults at least in the movie theater we were in, knew who who the watchers were and were excited. We were freaking out. Oh, there was like this, there, it was funny because there was this, there was a woman's voice that came out from the other side of the theater going, oh my God, the watchers. Yeah. (laughs) Did you kick her out of the draft house for talking? (laughs) The movie was over. It was a credit credit. Keep going. Then you have uh, Stalker, Sylvester Stallone, you know. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which, by the the way, um, Michelle Yeoh, she looks awesome. Yeah. And for, this is like a super obscure one too, because like the comic run that's going on right now only exists because of like the movies. Yes. But yeah. before, like this started like in like 69 and then the one that Selfish just alone, like all those characters are from like the 75 one, yeah, like one in the, the 70s. 70s. Yeah. So that's what that was for those of you who didn't know what yeah. it was. And then you also had a uh, teenage group. Yes. yes, emo teenage group, which I loved how yeah. they did all like the um, the little roots coming out of his head and the little emo comb over. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm kind of excited for for, for Teen Group. I teen am Groot's too. Gonna be dope. I hope I hope they keep him as Teen Group in the next movie. I do too. As much as Little Group was killing things, can you get frosted and... tips? <laughs> oh god. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will say this though. The best scene with Baby Groot was not when he was, uh, they were going through the bomb buttons. It was when he brings back the severed toe. <laughs> when he's yeah, trying to find the mohawk. The- <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to find the mohawk, and so he keeps bringing back wrong things to help um, Yondu and Rocket get out of the cell. And he ends up bringing the severed toe, and Rocket's just like, please tell me of a fridge full of severed toes. It's like, nope, we're not going to talk about this again. And baby group just walks along like la 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 la. I cut off a toe. So yeah, I love baby group. I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> Do but you? I think that's all five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fine. And then you also have like you also have like the Jeff you know, Goldblum the dancing eggs themselves. In- like Howard the Ducks in it again. Yeah, Cosmo the Space Dog. Jeff Goldblum uh, dancing at the end of the credits because they're going to bridge Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok. So. Yeah, they passed yeah. pass by uh, the planet. 
Don't yes. they, yes. when they're yes. doing the 700 jumps, mm-hmm. they pass by a plant? Yes, they do. So. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think, think that's... that's... I think those are the big ones, I think. Yeah, is that yeah. it? That should be about everything. Oh! Well, where do you rank it? Um, I rank it above the first Guardians. And I think, for me, it's up there. I really, really loved it. Um, so... Civil War is probably, like, my number two. Okay, okay, so let's not count Logan. Logan's in its own category. Logan. I'm counting Logan. I'm counting you, Logan. No. Okay. It's, com- it's still a comic book movie. It's, yeah. Uh, you can count it. Okay, so Logan's number one for me. Logan above everything. Um, then there is uh, Deadpool, Civil War. Um, and then I would probably rank this one because I really loved it. And what's the one right below it? Right below it? Yeah. Uh, first Iron Man. Ooh, okay. that's, ooh, that's a good question. I never, no one ever asked that. What's what's the one below that? <laughs> well, you well, it kind of gives you a measurement of like you know what's above it, but no, like yeah. what is it? Fuck, I, I wasn't even thinking about my one below this one. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, you go, Matt. Now I have to think now. And that's why you're a host now. <laughs> Asking the tough questions. It makes you think. <laughs> okay, well, what about, what about you, Matt? Matt? Well, I well I think because you obviously thought this through already. Oh, I I just know what to ask. Um, (laughs) so we're talking about all of them, I guess. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about I guess original first. Um, (sighs) are we counting the Fox movies in this timeline? No, right. I mean, they wouldn't rank. They wouldn't rank up there with me, but that's fine. Well, technically, Logan. Well, technically, Logan. Other than Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I mean, other than Logan, none of those are ranking anywhere. I just know you like Spider Man. Except for First Class. First Class is really good. First Class is. First Class is pretty good. I like that one. Definitely up there. Yeah, but the Amazing Spider Man didn't do it for me, especially the second one. Sorry. No Toby. Yeah, but I wasn't going to count those since they kind of rebooted everything. I was going to go just when they read the actual new Marvel whatever quote unquote universe. Okay. Cinematic universe. Um, I guess I'd have to go with. I probably go with Deadpool number one. That's because you like gore. I mean, that's what I mean. <laughs> I, told you, I really enjoy these radar movies. Maybe that's just yeah. bad on me, but I do. No, my, mine was number two. So. Um. Then I would probably go. I mean, just from overall, I guess enjoyment. I mean, I like because I don't have, I guess, the seventeen years from the other uh, X Men movies. Because I've seen some of them, I haven't seen some of them. I would probably go with Guardians of the Galaxy two, then Logan, and then probably go. Unfortunately, uh, probably Civil War. And, eh, I really enjoyed Doctor Strange, only as okay. five, only just because I don't think it was that great of a movie, but I just really like uh, Sherlock. Cumberbatch. Yes, <laughs> that more might be a bias. Pick. It must. You must have liked Iron Man because it was the exact same movie. I did like. I, the funny thing is, I did actually <laughs> really enjoy the first uh, Iron Man. That's why my that's why the one that this is beating out is Iron Man because I the first Iron Man movie, which is pretty much what got all of this started, is is a really good movie. Yeah. And it holds up. It holds up really well. Yeah. When you go back, yeah, I agree. Watch it. I watched it the other day. It's really Yay. good. I used to do that when they were all on uh, Netflix. But yeah, uh, what about you? For Adrian? me, Civil War is my number one. Um, Logan would probably be my number two, but like not very like it's very very close. I just liked, I just thought Civil War like the 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 last the third act of, of Civil War just like got me like yeah. it was a great great build up, and then the twist I didn't see it coming. It 
caught me completely by surprise, and I was like, oh, shit. And I'm a mama's boy, too, so the whole, like, Tony Stark going completely <laughs> ape shit. And Tony Stark definitely beat both of them in a two-on-one fight. No, he um, did. Because you're fueled by yeah, the, the pure mom anger. Yeah, mom anger. You know, just tap into it every comic book movie. Um, Logan, my number two. Again, if you go back and listen to our recap, it was just really, 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 really good. Uh, I had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 as my number three. And Stefani hates this. Stefani really, really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 2, but I just think, I don't think it was better than the ensemble in Civil War. Yeah. I don't think it was emotionally as good as Logan, so I have to put it at number three. For my number four, I think it's a toss-up between Iron Man 1 and Deadpool, just because I can't pick between them because I wasn't prepared for a number four pick. But <laughs> Iron, Man, Iron Man number one has been like one of my favorites since it came out, and Deadpool is just really, really good. So I can't really pick between those two yeah. for my number four spot. I think, but I, you know, X Men Apocalypse, you know, terrible, nowhere near my top. Mm-mm. There's lots of those movies that aren't anywhere near my top. Mm-mm. Any DC movies? Um, no. I liked Green Maybe. Lantern. I mean, it's not near my top, but I like. <laughs> Come on, it wait, what? Matter we're talking about reboot it. Oh, I was like, we're going Green Lantern out of all this. <laughs> I mean, I liked Green Lantern more than I like the new Mar- the new movies, like better that, that, than that. That's saying that, that that's movies. Yeah, I didn't think it that's was as bad as people not... ripped it, but I definitely didn't think it was that great. At it's all. not. It is. It sh- it does not deserve to be the Nickelback of comic book movies, but it wasn't that great. Yeah. So, do you <laughs> think hey, Wonder Woman's going to be better in both of these? Logan or based on current current reviews, I don't know it'll be better than any of like my top five Marvel movies. But based on the reviews and everything that I've seen from people who hated the last two movies that came out for the DC Cinematic Universe, I think it's going to be pretty good. I'm pretty excited about it. I wasn't thinking of going to see it opening weekend, but just based on how hype everybody is, I might go see it opening weekend. Yeah, so we're going to actually be doing a Wonder Woman episode that will come out on June 14th, right before the movie drops. Um, And you'll get to hear my complicated relationship with this movie. But I got to see that last trailer in theaters. Holy crap, I'm hyped. I am so hyped. And yeah, I think Wonder Woman, I'm hoping it does well. Mostly because it is going to be the make or break for D- the DCEU. Like if this if this tanks, it's it's done. By the way, so. my uh, five hundred rank movie done. is Suicide Squad. Yes, the Academy <laughs> Award winning Suicide Squad. Yeah, you can't you can't talk bad about it. It's the only comic book movie with a uh, you know an Academy Award an award in that category. Yeah, you're don't <laughs> that's blasphemous. Watch yourself. I would now. I think Suicide Squad deserves to be the Nickelback. For me, Batman v Superman deserves to be Nickelback. Batman v Superman is so bad, <laughs> terribly bad. It's so bad, y'all haven't even seen it. That's how bad it is. <laughs> I tried. There's so many times I tried. I just I couldn't get myself. That's to how do. bad it is. I couldn't. Just, do it. just so we're clear, listeners. That's how bad the movie is. I tried. Well, now that our we've... comic book loving Kate has not seen it because it's so bad. <laughs> This is actually very true, and I, I contemplated watching it for young for Wonder Woman, but then I just watched the scene itself and didn't bother watching the movie. So, all right, that's okay. Her <laughs> scenes are pretty good. I watched steals, everything. My that was I, put this way. I watched all the Batman scenes minus the rest of the movie. 
That was about so it. So you guys basically botched the best parts of the movie and then cut out three hours of yes. just being angry. Yeah, oh, pretty so much. That's a way to do it. See? Yeah. All but that's why they invented YouTube. That for, yeah. That's why you don't have to do that for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 because it's good start to finish. Yep. Yes. So right. if you haven't seen it, see it. Um, if you didn't want to see it, I hope you change your mind. It is great. Um, I also hope we didn't spoil things too much, but we warned you. And as always, you can find us at ButWhyThoughPC on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and whatever options are available to you wherever you listen. Uh, really helps us out, lets people find us, uh, and helps other people just get to know us as much as you've gotten to know us now. Um, you can find me at OhMyMithRandier on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Matt? You can find me at... Uh, me off you always go to adrian at the end on this mess me up um you can find me on twitter at dat m18 d-a-t-t-m-1-8 you can find me on twitter at super reese 93 s-u-p-e-r-r-u-i-z 93 and while the nba finals are going on you can catch me live tweeting it this is true from our from our but why though obviously <laughs> uh yeah that's it guys uh, let us know what you thought about guardians uh and hopefully we had some of the same ideas uh have a great day bye bye bye, bye.